Welcome to the Mompreneur Guide Podcast. I'm your host, Megan Moran. Just like you, I'm a mom entrepreneur on a mission to live a present and productive life, to be around for all the moments with my kids while also following my dreams and passions. Join me each week as I uncover a new tip or trick that will help you live your life just as you want and with as much ease as possible. Let's get started with today's episode. Hello, my amazing mompreneurs. Welcome back to the Mompreneur Guide podcast. Today, I am so excited to have my amazing friend, Ashley, here with us. She is such a bright light and such a grounding soul. And I know that this conversation is gonna be so good because we are very similar. We think very similarly, and we're having a lot of similar experiences right now. So welcome to our behind the scenes chit chat. This is what it sounds like when we're Instagram messaging each other or doing an Instagram live on the fly. So welcome to being a fly on the wall. A little bit more details on Ashley. She is a courage coach, photographer, host of the Living Courageously podcast, which is amazing. You need to go check it out. And she is a mom to a rad, adventurous, mountain-loving toddler. So we're in the same mom life stage, which is just another icing on the cake for us here. Um, Ashley is absolutely amazing at creating a space for women to get curious about living courageously so that they can ultimately build a life that feels better than it looks. And I love that this is becoming more and more her zone of genius because it is exactly what she keeps telling me is happening in her own life. So we're going to have so much behind the scenes stuff to share here. Ashley, before we hop into all the goodness of living courageously, what that means, what it looks like, and how our mompreneurs can do that, why don't you share a little bit of the behind the scenes of you, of your mom and entrepreneur life, whatever you feel called to share. Yeah, I like, I I don't know if the video shares or just the audio, but I already have tears in my eyes, but because, so like, one, to be in connection with you and to be able to be in this conversation. And I just keep like reliving the conversation that we had from my podcast where I was like, can we do this every week? Um, so it makes me emotional. And just like hearing the reflection, you know, it's like we know who we are and we live, live our lives in like such a way. But then to have insight on how the the individual that we are and the work that we do like starts to impact other people. It really, I'm just in this like place right now where I just feel so raw and so connected and so vulnerable to like, I am like, I am the product of my work and my life is the product of my work. And it just has me like emotional. I mean, I like, I try to hold it together when I'm coaching my clients, but there'll be times where my clients are talking and like tears are just dripping out of my eyes, but I just like hear and see them so deeply. So Mm. if that doesn't describe who I am, I am a very like intuitive, connected, like emotional human being. And as much as like I'm independent and like I definitely have these introvert parts of my being, I love connection. I love connection. I love community. I love being in conversation that is like, high vibration. Let's better ourselves. Let's better our families. Let's better our communities. Like let's ultimately better the world. There's something in me, like right before we hit record, Megan asked, are you ready? Are you you ready? And I'm like, I start to feel this tingling and my body gets warm. And there's just this like synergy and vibration that moves through my body when I get to be in space with women like you. Hmm. Yeah. Hi, I'm Ashley. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man, I literally, um, 
I feel like you summed up who I am in that like mm-hmm. intro so beautifully enough to make me start to tear up. But I've been an entrepreneur. I started my entrepreneur journey in April of 2015 when I launched my longtime passion of really wanting to expand my photography into a full-time business. Then I launched Ashley Strong Photography and I was just so blessed. I mean, that business grew to be published hundreds of thousands of five-star reviews. Like, I mean, it was a really, really beautiful blessing. Um, Things have obviously shifted and transitioned since then. So my daughter was born on July 11th of 2019, two days before my birthday. So I always like to my husband, I'm like, you got two of us now because we are so in alignment and so similar. Um, But that was like a really pivotal point and being an entrepreneur and being a mom entrepreneur because A big bulk of my business at that time was doing wedding photography. Mm -hmm. And you can imagine, you can only share weddings being so pregnant. And so I actually had, she wasn't planned. She was Uh ready to come to this universe. And we so very much like invited and welcomed her. But like with her not being quote unquote planned, which like how much can you really plan? (laughs) Right. I I really had to, like, it was one of the hardest, most pivotal moments of my business at that time because I had six weddings literally in the month span of when I was like, okay, I'm going to be way too pregnant to shoot weddings and I'm going to have a newborn. And so it was really, it was, it was such a beautiful and hard experience because I had to reach out to every single one of my clients whose wedding was going to be affected. This was before it was even public knowledge Mm -hmm. that I was pregnant, like nobody knew outside of like us and our family. Um, And I had to let them know what was going on. And the feedback, the response, the just like, the like patience, the grace literally had me just like my knees like buckling and shaking because I know those are two different things but my knees shaking for sure because it was so supportive and so loving and so beautiful and it really was just such an eye-opener in my business of like vulnerability and the Mm -hmm. power of honesty and being raw and like letting people into our worlds like I think sometimes what happens as being a business owner it's like you become separate from the business but like it is so interconnected And the more that it stays interwoven, like the more intentional the business becomes, the more the like exchanges become. Um, And so I really got to experience that. And it was so beautiful. I wound up giving a ton of these weddings to my photography mentor who taught me wedding photography, who shot our wedding. Most of my clients went over to him. And I had a couple of clients actually stay with me knowing I wasn't going to be the person shooting their wedding, even though I was managing, finding the person, doing all of that. Um, So that was a really beautiful invitation and welcome into being a mom entrepreneur because it wasn't just me on that journey anymore. It was now this little being that was like going to be such an integral part of what I do and did. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I wound up taking three months off during that time when she was born and it was just exhausting and but also baby blood and just like heaven. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. And then so my mom entrepreneur journey has obviously evolved and shifted so much. Um, Our life has changed drastically since my daughter was born. My business is completely different from its initiation to when my daughter was born. And so it's just been really it's been really beautiful to watch the synergy that happens. Like once a being comes into the world and I know the women in this space are like mm-hmm. mom 
entrepreneurs or moms. But like once a little being comes into your space, it's like life is never the same as it was before. And to learn to like integrate it all has just been so just eye-opening and expressive and expansive for Mm -hmm. being my entrepreneurial journey. I love it so much. And there's just like, (laughs) there's so much goodness because first off, I love how you said that you're always focused on the impact and how you're impacting others. And that was like your reflection as you heard back all that you've accomplished, all that you've done. And I think that's so beautiful because one thing that's been playing in my mind a lot as we've been working on the different projects that we are doing in in the studio and everything, it's starting to question like, huh, as overachiever, high achievers, we're always thinking we've been taught and conditioned that these are the certain markers that are success, you know, the money, the this, the that, the number of followers, all these things. We've heard this conversation a lot lately. But what I have posed the question is, well, big whoop on a lot of that stuff, because what about the impact that we're making? A lot of the markers are based on us. How do we feel? How, like, what, what's an ego boost for us? And I love that you flip the script and that we think the same way of, no, how is it impacting others? How are we supporting others? And, and you mentioned too, about when you were getting really vulnerable and honest in your business, that it then became even more intentional and it opened up so many doors for you. And I love too that we share in all of that, this love for connection and community and we pivoted around a similar time too. I remember when we first met and we <laughs> talked, we were like, oh girlfriend, we're going through the same thing. Like we've both, both been through the pivot, both through, been through the transition. And I'm sure every mom listening can agree and attest to us that all of that only makes sense because life is so different after kids. Like zero to one, in my opinion, is such a going from zero kids to one kid is such a different transition than like one kids to two kids because your life literally changes. And so it only makes sense that our business has changed. I know for me, it was based on legacy. Like, is this what I want my kids to say that I'm doing or do I want it to shift to something else? And so I just think all of this conversation is so beautiful about vulnerability and honesty and impact and like being very intentional. That's something I'm so passionate about, and I know you are too. And so I'm curious in that pivot. So you intentionally shared with everybody about what was going on. You were just like enveloped in a hug of support and all things were good, which obviously makes sense because you were in such alignment. And then you pivoted into this courage coaching. And I am guessing that a lot of that came out of being so courageous and making these steps. So talk to us about that pivot and then what you uncovered to decide to be a courage coach and what it means to you. Gosh, you're just going to get me crying this whole <laughs> like episode. or an emotional podcast one. recording. Um, wow. So the big, okay. I preface this with, I've been so unbelievably grateful to have the space to like have the luxury of just like support and time and really being able to discover myself and like make that discovery of myself a priority in my life so much so that like you can't separate it. And so throughout my entire photography career, I launched Ashley Strong Photography in April of 2015. And that started my connection to, I love that you call it um, mindset work. But for me, what I resonated with and what I call it is like personal growth, personal development work. So that started my journey of really, really honing in 
all of the behind the scenes, like asking myself why, like getting really clear about my mission, getting really clear about my commitment, getting really clear about my values and my goals and like how I want to live my life. And so that was going on behind the scenes the entire time. And it really was what fueled, I mean, you had mentioned earlier before, it's like, you know, it's like, what are your markers for success outside of these traditional markers of success? And so that foundation helped me constantly like define and redefine and define and redefine what my markers were of success. And as a result, every year my business expanded, but in ways that created more intentionality, ways that created more connection, ways that like ultimately what wound up happening was photography was like an excuse to connect with people. I mean, I like, if I'm being very transparent, that is ultimately what started happening. I mean, I like me and my cameras have a love relationship. Like I know how to use my camera so beautifully and connect with nature. But most importantly, like my photography expanded to the caliber that it did because of my ability to connect with people. I want to get to know people's heartbeat of their soul. Like that is what matters most. And that is the underlying current of my entire life and my relationships. Like the poor people at the grocery store that I'm like, how do you actually feel about that? And they kind of look at like, is this a joke? Like, am I supposed to answer this question? Um, and so that had been the foundation and undercurrent for so long. And um, in May of 2021, we made as a family the decision to really tap in and connect with what are our goals are as a family? What are our values as a family? What are we working towards? This little being is now in our world and is growing so quickly. Her needs are expanding so quickly. Like she's starting to figure out and explore this world as well. And so it got really apparent that we were to move to the mountains and so in May of 2021, after like, I, I kid you not, we started the process in March of 2021. In March of 2021, we didn't even have the down payment for our house. Like that is how quickly, and I know you know this because mm -hmm. everything that's going on with you in the book and the TV show, but we literally, after a few series of like constantly visiting the mountains, we looked at each other and we're like, this is where we're supposed to live. And then we kind of looked at each other and we're like, how are we going to do this? Like, <laughs> we only have so much in the bank. Like, that's not even enough for a proper down payment, let alone closing costs, let alone moving costs. But I kid you not, from March of 2021 to May of 2021, everything unraveled so quickly and so beautifully. It's kind of crazy in a market that was insane. If you remember 2021, mm -hmm. the housing market was ludicrous. Like mm -hmm. interest rates were so low, but people were paying 50,000, 100,000, 150,000 cash over asking price. We didn't have that. And literally we fell in love with this house and we offered 25,000 under their like list price. Because we like asked our realtor we, who was just phenomenal in the process. We're like, is this like, we don't want to be insulting, but we've, we've got to try. We have to try. And of course they denied it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> they the denied shot, it. Right? They denied it. So we kept looking and like putting offers on other houses and this house stayed on the market. Mm -hmm. Two weeks later, we contacted our realtor and we're, we're first, we contacted the mortgage lady and we're like, okay, come on. Like, what can we do with these numbers? Like, can we not play it so safe? Like, I appreciate you playing safe, but like, we don't need to be that safe. Mm -hmm. And so we are able to counter offer. We still, 
offered seven grand under asking price. And I kid you not, they accepted our offer and we now live in this house. Mm -hmm. And why I share this whole process and like share this whole story is this was literally the pivotal climax moment for our family, for my business, for my relationship, for like my daughter. So we moved from the coast where I grew up my whole life in California on the coast. My husband's from Cape Town. South Africa. We have a really fun story. We actually met in Tanzania when I was teaching English. So that's a whole, that's a whole (laughs) other podcast. Um, But we just knew that like the mountains was where we were meant to be. And so we bought our house and moved up to the mountains at 6,200 feet elevation. Mm -hmm. And that literally like just the snowball got bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. It's like, I like one, our distance was further. So we weren't as convenient. Two, I mean, we are surrounded by trees that are, I don't even know how many thousands of years old that tower over everything. It's like the air is different. You get seasons up here. Like there were so many factors adding and it started like, I hear really loud voices. Like Mm -hmm. the universe speaks to me so loudly and she'll give me a little like nudge, you know, Mm -hmm. and then I may not notice it or I do and I don't do anything. And then something else will happen. And then it will be to the point where I literally like, I can't get it out of my head. I can't get it out of my heart. I can't get it out of my entire being. And at the end of 2021, it was like, are you like, does your life look good? Or like, does your life feel good? You know, like all I kept saying and all I could feel is I want my life to feel better than it looks. Because in transparency, oh my gosh, was I like past burnt out. I was shooting five to six times a week, driving anywhere from three to six hours a day just to do these photo shoots. It was, it was insane. I was at work all the time. My husband's a firefighter. So he, I would be at home with my daughter when he was on shift. He would come home. I literally would like have my bags at the door waiting for him to walk in the door. I would leave. I'd be working for three days straight. Then he would go back to work. We were miserable. We were living in our dream house in this like incredible place. And it was so loud. It was so loud. And so I like told him, I'm like, I am like, I have got to explore what this is. Like, all I can keep feeling is my my life on Instagram looked glorious. The most beautiful couples, the most incredible locations, like constant shooting, like, you know, constant five-star reviews that I was grateful for. But like, the truth was, was I was so empty. I, was a, I wasn't being the mom I wanted to be. I, was a, I wasn't being the wife I wanted to be. I wasn't even being the friend or human being I wanted to be. And so I took three months off at the end of November 2021. And I like committed, I think I had a couple things that were like previously booked, um, but I just committed to going into the exploration, reconnecting back to my values, reconnecting back to my why, reconnecting back to like what the heartbeat of my soul is. And then so in January of 2022, I made the decision to sign up with a year long business coach because I'm like, okay. I know I want to go into the education space. It has always been a part of my being, but I have no idea what. Do I want to educate photographers? Do I want to educate mom entrepreneurs? Girl, I even, I don't know if you know, but I even like played that on for a little bit. Oh, I remember we had this talk. Yeah. I'm like, this is not in my wheelhouse. (laughs) And I'm like, okay, maybe it will just be like female entrepreneurs. And I'm like, this is not in my wheelhouse. Mm -hmm. 
And it really was the defining moment of where Courage Coaching was born as I had been doing so much exploration. And then as part of business coaching and like being a part of that program, we had in-person retreats and it was the first in-person retreat in May of 2022. Um, and the first night was like introductions and it was a really beautiful exercise of what were some of the most monumental moments in your life. And I've lived a ton of lifetimes. And so I shared it. And then the next day we were in workshopping and then masterminding and doing all this. And a woman sitting next to me, her name was Erica. And she looked at me and goes, I call BS on mm -hmm. you. And I like, look at her. I mean, I had only met her for the first time in person the night before. And I was like, what do you mean? I mean, she said it lovingly, you know? Right. But you're like, and come again. Like, she's like, what are you doing trying to teach female entrepreneurs? Like you have lived lifetimes. All you have done is take risk and chances and jumps. What are you doing? And I kind of looked at her in those moments where it's like, I have nothing to say because it was so much a part of me. I couldn't see it, you know, yeah. like. That's exactly, I was like, just going to say, I literally wrote on my page, in community, we can be truly seen. Like, isn't that such a beautiful part of community that it's, there's a phrase that I throw out all the time that my coach used to say, if you can't read the label from inside the bottle. And yeah. I just think when we're in the community yeah. with, with strong, like-minded women and we're connecting with people and it's not just the surface level, like we go deep. Like you said, you're, you're talking to somebody in the line at the grocery store and you're saying, how are you really? Like what's really <laughs> under the surface from all this work that you've done? And yeah, I think yeah. that's just so beautiful. So she asks you this question and you're like, excuse me? Yeah. And so then, then like masterminding ended, it was time for like wine and dinner. So I'm like, okay, you know, and I kid you not, I said, I'm a very, like my creativity flows early in the mornings. And so I set my alarm super early the next day. And I kid you not, I got out my journal and they're called downloads, but basically it's bigger than inspiration. It's not just an idea. You hear that with people who write these books where literally they sit down and all of a sudden it's like eight chapters are written. That was what happened in that moment where I, I literally filled half a notebook that morning of everything that is under this category of like transformation and leap. And it was through then, then like having it all on paper and then spending the next couple of weeks really retyping it up and like looking through and realizing everything I have ever done in my life has had the undercurrent of courage. Mm -hmm. But in the moment, I had no idea I had courage. Mm -hmm. I, I, I didn't even know that like courage was a thing or that it existed or that it was like a way of living. I just knew that I felt it. It was a part of my being. And so then I started getting really curious and the more curious I got, the more inspired I got and the more it just like evolved into courage coaching and having these conversations around what courage means to you, like having these conversations around how you've been courageous in your life, having these conversations on how you show up and live courageously every single day. Because I think as women, as a society, but more so as women, more so as moms, more so as like female mom entrepreneurs, there are so many layers to our lives and it's so easy to disregard our strengths and disconnect from how phenomenal each and every one of us are. Like we are insanely rad, dynamic, expressive, vibrant beings. And I think we have robbed ourselves of tapping into and honoring that. 
And so courage coaching literally is pulling back and letting, I loved it when you, you described it as like, we get these barnacles on us. It literally is shaving off those barnacles and getting back to like that smooth baby skin, you know, Mm -hmm. like reconnecting back with that heartbeat of your soul, like reconnecting back with the things that move you and just make you feel so alive. It's so beautiful. And just a few things I want to kind of go back to is when you said this whole idea of you had this luxury of support and time, and that's essentially what birthed and gave space for you to uncover and have other people support and help you uncover what you are truly about. And it reminds me, I have this quote that I have on my like dream box on Pinterest. And it just says so simply, what if I took this year to just love myself? And it feels like that's what you did. You took the time and the space to go inward to first recognize and have the awareness of, ooh, I don't think I'm where I want to be. This isn't right. This doesn't feel right to me. And, And the question that you pose to yourself of, does your life look good? You said that internally, or does it feel good? Exactly. I think that that's such a pivotal question that we can all ask ourselves right now. Like that's a great check-in, no matter where you are. Maybe you check in and you're like, I don't know if you guys remember that YouTube video of the little girl standing on her vanity in her bathroom saying, I love my hair. I love my haircuts. I love my Allison's. I love my whole life. Like maybe that's you right now and you you are there. And so you did a check-in and you said, my life feels good and coincidentally it looks good. Or maybe like you were saying, Ashley, you checked in, you're like, ooh, we're looking good on paper. We're not feeling good. And so then it sounds like there was this awareness from yourself and others, but then also some things that you did internally to to move yourself into the space you want to be. And I'm guessing that's part of your definition of courage. When you're helping women, you're constantly helping them realize like, hmm, am I living my fullest best? I can't believe it's this good life. And if not, then taking the action means you're being courageous and and you're living that life. But why don't you give us a little bit of definition around that of how you pulled yourself through from not feeling great to feeling great? And and what was that motor, let's say, that, that moved you through that they can think about for themselves too? Yeah. Um, I, yeah, this is a really phenomenal question. What moved me through it? Um, the biggest thing was connecting back to my why, mm-hmm. connecting back to my values, connecting back to my purpose. And I think like the the thing that I want to keep saying, it sounds so simple and I was holding back, but like just frankly being honest with myself, yeah. being honest with myself and checking in with my life. And like, I love, I'm very creative and very visual. So I literally like, I mean, I did so much writing. So one of the things that I did is what is everything in my life right now that I love? What is everything in my life right now that is depleting me? What are my values? What is lighting me up? How do I want to be in communication? What do I want to share? And I think the other thing too is I had to get really honest about why I started my photography business and where it had grown. And this was so crucial because like it surpassed my definition of success tenfold. Mm -hmm. And 
I started to take for granted what it was. Mm-hmm. I started to take for granted the incredible salary that came with it. I started to take for granted the fact that I was sought after and had a waiting list. Gosh, it's crazy to admit this publicly. The bigger I got, the more disconnected I got from my why. Mm -hmm. And what stopped me in my tracks was if my foundation and the intentionality behind why photography was such a big deal for me in the first place had been lost, not only was I doing myself a disservice, it was doing my clients an absolute disservice. If my heart is not there and I'm not connecting with them to the caliber and level that I knew capable of, and I wasn't truly like connecting with their souls, I was not going to be able to accurately tell their story in this tangible form of photographs and share it with the world. And I had to get so honest. And so I realized I was giving it everything I had. I definitely was. I'm the type of person under promise over deliver tenfold, you know? Mm-hmm. And what it was taking out of me to give them everything that I had, it wasn't worth it. So I just had to get honest. And then I had to be like, okay, if this is the truth, what am I working with? So I have necessities. I don't want to let go of photography completely. I have bills that I still have to pay and responsibilities that I have there. I have contracts. Like some people book weddings two years out. I had all these pieces. So I really had to ask, what do I want to do with them? And that was where I realized and honored. I do not have to be one thing right now. I do not have to just be a photographer. I do not just have to be a courage coach. I am me in the multiple expressions that I am. And Mm -hmm. through the space and time and through the work, The more that I accepted that, the more I just embraced it. I just keep picturing this snowball rolling down a hill, getting bigger and bigger and bigger. It's like something that I did through this process was I called it courage in action. I was trying stuff on in real time. Some of it was working really beautifully. Some of it was not in alignment. Some of it resonated with people. Some of it offended some of my really close friends. You know, and so it was just this process of like trying it on, seeing what felt good with me and what my truth was again in this new space of my life. Mm -hmm. Um, And I like if I can sum up everything I just said, it was honesty. The only way out is through and the only way through is through honesty. You know, I live my life with the foundation and vibration and undercurrent of courage. Last year was honestly one of the most beautiful and literally, I think, one of the hardest years I have had aside of like trying to get my husband immigrated to the States and like aside of buying a house and like all of these major things that happened. It was so difficult, but it was difficult because I was being truthful to myself and I gave myself the permission to finally let all that stuff that had been happening behind the scenes the personal development, the question asking, the connecting to the values, like all of that had been going on behind the scenes. But I finally gave myself permission to let that drive the boat, run the ship, be the guiding light. And there's a lot that comes with that. You're holding up a mirror constantly, not just of yourself, but to other people. So there was so much that came with it. Mm -hmm. And I just like throughout the whole process, I was honest with myself and honest with my community. Honest with myself, honest with my family, honest with myself, honest with my coaching clients, honest with myself, honest with my photography clients. Honesty just like spreads in the most beautiful way. Mm. It's such gold. And I love that we keep coming back to honesty. And 
what it's making me realize too, and what you're saying is another thing that I hear, and it may have been the definition I gave on your podcast of what I view courageous as. So I may just be repeating myself again, but I feel like what I hear you saying is like courage, part of it, and everybody has their own definition, but it's like making your own definitions is courageous. And, and just that like first us recognizing, cause I mean, raise your hand in the audience. If you feel this way, I feel like I had to learn that I was even conditioned to, to really put on and open my eyes of like, oh, I've been told all of these shoulds, it has to be done this way. This is the only way to do it. So then I replayed that in my head again and again for any decision that I've made. And then when I finally took a second and stopped and all of those dots connected, the, the pieces of the puzzle clicked into place, I was like, oh, I know we've had this conversation of that self-trust, like, oh, I'm the only one who knows my blueprint and what works yeah. for me doesn't work for you because why would it? We, we all, even your spouse, we come from different things and every day we experience different things, even though sometimes we do the same. But I just think it's just this beautiful reminder. What you're saying is when we're honest with ourselves, we can get to the point where we trust ourselves. When yes. we trust ourselves, we realize we're the ones who have the blueprint, nobody else. We don't need to outsource our power. We can't find that anywhere else. And then when we can do all of that, we can continuously take the aligned action that is actually the courageous action on the outside. Everybody is like, I can't believe you did that. And inside you're like, I have the map right here. I got that ping. I heard that download. Like I heard the voices. This is what I'm supposed to do. And so I can act with not only courage, but confidence in that this is my next step. And it feels like that is what you've had too. And so I'm really curious as we, we start to pivot into more about how you can help women on this journey. I do want to ask one more question about mom life. Okay. As you oh, go ahead, yeah. do you have another point? Well, you I make? just feel like to wrap up what you're saying, something that needs to be highlighted, you said it and I said it, is you took the space and the time. Yeah. Like these knowings, these downloads, this ability to tap into like these definitions of courage and how you live your life and what it means to be in alignment, the truest answers come from creating the space and tuning inwards. And I just wanted to pause and share that because I think it's so crucial. I think sometimes we keep looking outwards for the answer. We keep thinking someone else has the answer for us. But something I teach my coaching clients all the time, like, I am a mirror to you. The reason why coaching in this exchange is so powerful is because I am holding a space for you to look at yourselves for you to go inwards and for you to create the space and time to tune into you. I mean, I definitely have some amazing roadmaps, but I don't have the answers on how, Megan, you should live your life or how anyone else should live their life. I've got some great suggestions and blueprints, but I am not you and you are not me. And through silence and through space, we can honor what that looks like for each of us. Mm. It's so beautiful. And it's so true, right? I mean, I love that you said that you are a mirror because I recently wrote that down for our book. That's like part of our overview is exactly this conversation because it's so uncommon in the coaching space. It's an unregulated space that we're in. And I feel like everybody is saying, you know, you as the person know I'm here at point A and I can see Z. That's where I want to be is at Z. And so this coach here tells you, well, if you want to get to A to Z, here's how you do it. 
point blank, this is it, this is the way, and when you do it, it'll work. And then you go through that and you're like, well, I didn't get to point Z like I wanted to. And so then you find the next coach and that coach is like, oh, no, 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 that's not the way you do it. You know, this is the way you do it. And then you do that and you're disappointed again. And so what I've been uncovering is this conversation of self-trust and this blueprint. And I just think it's so few and far between that you hear somebody like yourself who is a coach saying, I'm not here to tell you, I'm here to guide you. I'm here to be a mirror. I'm here to reflect back to you so you can uncover the answers for yourself. And I just think it's such a beautiful gift that you give women, Ashley, because how often in life are we taught to outsource our power? Like when the power is all inside us, like the blame is in here. And I guess to wrap that into my question, which is as you're raising your daughter and you're thinking about how yeah. you've transitioned through all of this and and now you are focused on living courageously and uncovering your truth and being honest and and taking those moves time and time again and yeah. we realize that we've been conditioned as a society to always trust the expert trust somebody outside of ourselves instead of inside of ourselves so as a mom how are you shifting things that you're doing ways that you're talking like I know that's a, a constant thing as I do this mindset work, as I call it, is I'm like, ooh, now I know how I want to help them so their journey is easier. So I'm curious, as you've been going through this, what you're thinking. Yeah, I think there's a few things that actually have happened and shifted, but I've also embraced, like for us in our house, routines and schedules are really, really supportive. And why I bring that up is because it creates the space. Like, for example, my daughter goes to preschool three days a week. And on the way to preschool, the only music that is allowed to play is like meditation, yoga, mellow music. She calls it mellow music. And so she knows that when we go to school, it's mellow music. But when I pick her up from school, it can be her Disney. It can be her toddler songs. It's loud. It's rambunctious. And why that rule has been put in place and it's so important is a lot of times we pick up other people's energies and we carry it as our own. And then we start acting or speaking and doing things in ways that aren't resonant with our soul. And then we wonder, why did I do that? And so for me to create the space for her to have a neutral plane in the morning, music's huge in our house, not silence, music. There's always music playing. And so for me, that was a huge decision. And I like it had started happening and I didn't realize it. And I'm a big proponent of not only coaching, but also therapy. And there was one day where my therapist was like, you have a morning routine. And I'm like, I lost my morning routine, you know? But the truth was, I do have a morning routine. It's just changed drastically since having my daughter. But why I share that was like, that is a crucial part of our routine to let her connect with her own energy. She blabs, she'll color, she'll do her thing in the back seat. I'll engage with her a bit. But a lot of times, like, even this morning, I didn't reply. And it's not that I'm ignoring her. It's that she's figuring stuff out on her own. And that is how I'm holding space. So that's been a huge way. Another way is I used to not want her to see me work. There was this thing for the longest time where I'm like, I can't work when it's just her and I home. And there's been a huge shift. One, my workload has increased drastically with all these transitions and all the things that I'm managing. But like two, she is so curious about what I do now. So Thursday mornings, I usually work for about three to four hours while she's home with me. Thursday afternoons are activity days. 
But then I'll set up like stations all around the kitchen table in the living room of coloring books and making bracelets and, you know, like doing all of that stuff. And it is so beautiful. Like she sees me working and exploring and writing and messaging and like doing all these things. And it creates the space for her to figure that out and how it looks. And I think the other thing too, if I'm being very transparent, her going to preschool is a part of my work Mm -hmm. because like in order for us to be these like dynamic, well-rounded beings, but also for us to be able to constantly check in is through experiences, like through exchange, through conversation. Mm-hmm. And her school can give that to her in ways that I cannot. And yeah. so I just like, I embrace that so much. Her teachers are phenomenal. The school I love. I mean, we drive, <laughs> we drive like over an hour and a half there and back there and back every day. Oh like, you know, at school. Uh-huh. But it's such a good school here on the mountain. Yeah. And the reason why is because I know she is exploring. They're constantly like creating and like doing art with leaves. And mm-hmm. yeah, I think it's such an interesting thing that I was thinking about this morning too of how often am I doing certain things or making certain decisions for me instead of remembering that like they are their own humans too. And so I, that's, I just think it's a beautiful reminder of what you're saying because sometimes. Yeah. We we want our kids around and we do want to have the whole family unit. And sometimes we want to give them what they need to. And so I think it's a great conversation to have. So Ashley, as we wrap things up here, before we move into rapid fire questions, why don't you tell everybody who's listening, who's like, A, I love Ashley. She's amazing. Like I have to be near her. And B, I've got to learn about how I can make my life more courageous and more authentic to myself. What is that next step that they could take with you so that they can start to live more courageously? Oh my gosh, I love that. Um, You can follow along for just like daily insight. See how I live my life, my courage in action, living courageously. You can follow along on Instagram. It's at AshleyStrongSmith underscore. More so too, I've got a podcast called The Living Courageously Podcast. It releases every Tuesday. I'm very transparent and I give people a really big insight into how I live courageously. But like more so than that too, I get to share and hold space for women to share their stories and what living courageously looks like to them. The best way to stay in contact is to sign up. So I've got a really cool free guide. It's five ways to really stop caring about what other people think and focus on creating a dream life that feels better than it looks. And it is literally a five-step guide of everything that I've done to make these major changes and transitions in my life. So if you sign up for that free guide, you become a part of my weekly newsletter, which you can stay in contact. Um, yeah. Such gold, such gold. And your emails are always so beautiful as I, you know, would assume they would be because of your beautiful talent and background. (laughs) Um, Awesome. Well, let's hop into these rapid fire questions. You ready? Oh, I'm ready. All right. So my first one for you is what is your favorite strategy to help you be a more present and productive mompreneur? Breathe and have a schedule. Oh, it's gold. So gold. And I love how it matches what you're saying before too about your routines. <laughs> yeah. The consistency is great. Okay, cool. So let's talk about support. Tell me what is the number one essential support you have that you can't live without? Oh, shared experiences and nature. Mm, oh, that nobody has ever said nature. That is an awesome one. I love it. You have my go-to for everything. (laughs) Oh, it's so good. It's so good. Okay, what's your go-to self-care activity? When you have a little bit of me time, what do you choose to do? 
go for a hike or mm. do some yoga or depending on what time of day it is, make an iced coffee or a Moscow mule. Ooh, love it. I love it. Vanilla uh, latte. Exact. <laughs> I love it. Now everybody knows what we could send you to cheers you on. <laughs> All right. Last but not least, tell me your most stereotypical mompreneur story. Think like kids running through a Zoom call with underwear on their heads. We all have them. Do you have a hilarious story that's just only us mompreneurs would be able to see you and be like, yep, we get it. <laughs> oh, that's oh. Okay, so one of the recent ones was we had a, we're in winter here in the mountains and we get a lot of snow at our elevation. And it was a snow day on a day where I had so many meetings of which one was a podcast that I had rescheduled like multiple times because of both of our schedules. And I kid you not, that podcast, I think it ended up being like 34 minutes. <laughs> we were on the call, the Zoom call for an hour and like 30 minutes because of the amount of interruptions. But it, well, like, it was so funny because it wasn't just me. It was also her. It was so crazy. We literally just kept looking at each other like, is this supposed to happen? And we're like, yeah, let's just keep rolling with it. But like, yes, it was. I yeah. love that. I mean, it's such, but don't you love working <laughs> with other women who get it? Like, you're just so seen and you're like, girlfriend, you don't even, I know, I know it's going to happen. You, you probably love. heard the screaming in the background here as we're recording right now. And we get it. We get it. That's it. And I think that is the beautiful thing about these communities of women is like, I am so enamored by just the support and the synergy and the connectivity that happens. Like, we are all doing the best that we can. Mm-hmm. Mm. And then isn't that such a beautiful lesson we can pass on to our kids, right? Because there comes that tipping point where you realize, oh, we're all just humans and I'm just here to guide you and you're here to support me. And it's just a beautiful way to end this. Ashley, thank you so much for coming on and just highlighting really this word courage, which I think we hear a lot and, and maybe we attribute it to the superheroes that we watch with our kids or things like that. But to help us have this mirror and reflect back to ourselves and understand we are courageous and also that checkpoint of, but are we living courageously right now in the way we want to be? And are we feeling the way we want to feel is such a beautiful reminder to point us back to how we can trust ourselves more. So I so appreciate you opening up this conversation and just always sharing your heart and your space. You're so good at it. Thank you. Thank you for holding the space. And I'm just really grateful for your connection and your friendship. Mm, right back at you. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. You have no idea how much your listenership means to me. If you loved what you heard, would you mind leaving us a review? It'll help get these episodes into more mompreneurs earbuds and into our community. Ready to get your next season or project done? then you need to check out the studio. It offers a creative, collaborative, and Instagrammable space for mompreneurs to batch their podcasts and beyond. Head to themompreneurguide.com slash studio to learn how to cut your marketing time from three months to three days so you can spread your message and mission on autopilot while enjoying the work and people you